Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T, the show where we talk how to live occupationally through the lens of an occupational therapist, thinking how to live independently, functionally, and occupationally as much as possible to be functional. This year, this season, trying to look at from things that are near and dear to me, things that I love to talk about, think about, and use, whether it be what topic that could apply to that. So we talked lots of different topics this season. We're winding down to the last month and a half or so, excuse me, we're going to try to finish off at the end of the school year, then I'll take our hiatus and come back on Willingly Nedder, with another way of going about Season 5. But tonight, today, let's talk about different plans of how and where to live. I actually used to think about what would happen, you know, if I went off on my own when I was in college or grad school before I, I met my wife, just thinking just for fun, what type of a place to live in, or if a person wants to be independent, wants to be functional, but wants to be on their own, not living at home, obviously visiting home a lot, but to have their own place, what kind of a place would be best to live in? So, of course, there are many styles, there are many styles, houses, we're going to go backwards, so... There are many style houses and there are many style apartments. Whatever suits you best really works. Again, this show is all about living functionally, independently, as much as possible. Whatever can work with your budget. Whatever can work with you realistically. I knew we could not afford a five, six, seven, four bedroom house. It was going to have to be a three bedroom house at the time. It had to be in the mid fours. And unfortunately, since then, it's skyrocketed by a hundred or so more grand out here in our neighborhood of Long Island. So again, I talk about a house all the time. It's a it's a small house, but a beautiful house, and and more than enough space for us. We got the kid room with the boys, the two beds in there. We got the girly room for the girl with her crib and, and dresser in there. We got our room, and then we got the attic, the attic that has the office area and the the sleeping area for guests, the two beds, and then the basement over here, my storage unit. We talk about all the storage units down here, and my bookcase, my little library down here, the washer dryers down here, and the the the, the bathrooms down here, and the the couches down here, and the extra freezers down here, and of course on the main floor we talk about the kitchen, living, dining room, and bathroom, three bathrooms in general, but that was what we figured what would work for us, we looked at 34 houses or more, and there are many different house styles, you know there's the ranch, which is actually my favorite, my wife said no, so we went with her, happy wife, happy life, rule for life. And we did not do the ranch, although I love a ranch. There's a high ranch and a regular ranch. A ranch, everything's on one floor. You walk in, it's usually a combo of a living room, dining room, where is like an L usually, and next to the kitchen, which is usually enclosed in a box or so, sometimes with a window to look in, or sometimes just a little wall there with an alleyway. That's where the living and dining room usually is, and then there's the kitchen, then there's usually a bathroom or two, and three bedrooms usually on the first floor, at least out here in Long Island. And in the basement... Usually a bathroom, not always, sometimes, and a, la- a nice play area or storage area, which is usually the length of the house. Sometimes finished, sometimes not. That's the ranch, my favorite. There's a high ranch and a regular ranch. The regular ranch is the floor you walk into and then the basement underground. High ranch is two floors, and you ha- you have one on the ground and one as a second level. So sometimes the high ranch you walk in on the second floor, sometimes you walk in in between the floors, very infrequently you walk in on the bottom floor. My brother had a house like that, not the current house, the house before, they had a high ranch where you walk in on the bottom and you can make do with whatever you want. Usually the second floor, regardless of how you walk into the high ranch, has the the main living area, the living dining room, which is usually that one room, usually an L, and the kitchen and the three bedrooms and the the basement, which is not really a basement, the first floor has a guest room or a guest room or two or a play area a garage attached usually i like a high ranch too but only if you walk in on a level that makes sense like if you walk in on the second floor i like that a lot but then again there's a lot of stairs really the ranch is best especially aging in place you don't have to worry about stairs except for the basement 
the ranch that my grandparents had when I was born, they moved out to Tom's River, that beautiful senior community out there. It was a ranch without a basement, my favorite. It's basically an apartment on land, no basement, two bedrooms, sunroom, living room, uh, dining area, kitchen, and a huge garage. That was a really cool setup, actually. So that's the ranches. And then you have the Colonials, of course, which is the, the very common common type of house. They have a center hall colonial. You walk in and there are rooms to your right and left and behind them on the right and the left. My, my mom has that. My in-laws have that. Where on the right you could have the dining room and on the left is the living room. Um, um, and in uh, in my mom's house on the right is the living room which is like a museum. A lot of people use it for like their fancy room for their piano. Some people use it for whatnot. And the, the and then the back left is the kitchen. On the right of that is the den. And in my uh, in-laws' house, for example, you walk in on the right is the is the is the dining room, and then on the left is the 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 living room where the, their piano is. Also, the back left is the is the den, and the back right is the kitchen. So that's a simple thing. Also, you look at our house; that's called a side colonial side entry. We have a tiny foyer, a little foyer foyer leading to the bathroom. We have a a, a little hook closet, and we got a bench. And to the left is the living room. You go through is the dining room, and then you make a right, and that's the kitchen. Ours is like a L, also an interesting flow to our house, but different ways of the colonial. Colonial usually means all the bedrooms are on the second floor, three, four, or five bedrooms, whatever. You could even have a colonial, I believe, with a two-bedroom, maybe even a one-bedroom. And Tudor is one of the coolest styles, also similar to a colonial, but you have, uh, it kind of looks like triangular, and they give you a little bit of extra space, at least in our community, where they give a little extra area to the living room, a little extra area to the master bedroom, sometimes a master bathroom, not so usual, at least not in our house, in houses in general, around here. And they have like a little extra room, same style, the, the bedroom, second floor, living kitchen, dining, first floor, and that extra area, basement, and the attic. Then you think about a, a split level, very cool concept, very hard for little kids, a lot of little gates, because there are three steps. Depending on how you come in, sometimes you walk in and the living and kitchen could be on the, and the, uh, the living room, dining room, kitchen might be on one floor, you go down a few steps, it might be a den, you go down a few more steps, it's the basement, and you go up a few steps from the living, dining, kitchen, and you have the three bedrooms or so, steps between each level. They break it up differently, but usually there are different things on each floor. Usually there's a basement on one and then a den on another, then like a living, kitchen, dining on one, and then not always a bathroom on that floor either, by the way, and then they, you go up a few steps to the, to the bedroom. It's very cool in terms of living space. And, and for kids to play, but it's very hazardous, in my opinion, for getting them up and down throughout the house. Very cool style, though. And then you have the cape. Cape is an interest. There's also many, many house styles. You know, they have a splanch and a this and a that. I'm just talking about the ones we saw when we were looking. You know, they have a, a, a cape where it's usually two or so bedrooms on the first floor, two or so bedrooms on the top floor, and there's sloped ceilings, very sloped, very narrow ceilings. It's not really meant to be like a huge room. Sometimes they'll have two bedrooms up there. Not always will they have a bathroom up there. Not always will there be a dining room on the first floor. Not always will there be a living room. Uh, it's really interesting how they split it up. They have a wide cape. They have a, a big cape, a deep cape. Cape is interesting, but... Uh, wasn't the style for us. Those are just different house styles, and diff depending on what you need and what you want, that could be how you think about what to think. And then you think about different apartments. You know, there could be a three-bedroom, a four-bedroom, at least in Israel for sure. They have three, four, five-bedroom apartments, sometimes more, and they call it by room. So it would be a six-room apartment. Living room is the sixth room. Really, it's a five-bedroom apartment. So a five-room apartment in Israel really means four bedrooms plus the living room. And in Israel, it's very big on the combo living-dining area for some reason. It must be terms of economics and space-wise, you know, 
Israel is the size of Jersey, but it's meant to be for the whole Jewish people and anyone who wants to move there. You know, so it, how are you going to fit tons and tons and tons of people, millions of people? You have to do lots of apartments or attached houses. The attached house also over there has the living dining room combination usually, and the kitchen, and then they'll have a few bedrooms upstairs. Usually they'll have the end suite, which means there's a bathroom in the master, which is wonderful. Usually they have the laundry unit for the different apartments. But thinking about over here, you know, you think about the one, two, or three bedroom. When we start, there's also a junior four and a junior six, maybe. Junior four is basically a bedroom and a half. The half a bedroom was our guest room and my office. Then eventually we put the crib for the oldest. We never really used it because then we moved uh, when he was about less than a year and a half, really. But it was a beautiful, big living dining room combination. The kitchen was very narrow, like very rectangular. Now I love our kitchen. It's a nice big square and uh, with the nice counters. But uh, that was that one. And then, you know, you think about the different apartments, what works for you. You know, a two-bedroom, a three-bedroom, four-bedroom, or a small house, whatever. The studio, though, for me, is one of the most fascinating types of apartments. When I was single, before I met my wife, if I ever went out on my own and I had a job, I had the money, I wanted my own space, I, th I thought about a studio. A studio is really cool. And the explanation is a studio flat, a self-contained apartment, efficiency apartment, bed sitter, bachelor apartment. It's a small apartment in which the normal functions of a number of rooms, often the living room, bedroom, and kitchen, are combined into a single room. That comes from Wikipedia. It's a fascinating layout. My cousin actually had a, a uh, studio apartment way before he met his wife, very cool, you walk in, there's actually a little kitchenette that was enclosed, and the bathroom was enclosed, but everything else in the same area, so up the ledge was the was the bed, and then there was a TV, and then a couch, very cool how you can lay it out, and they have very cool aspects, usually everything is open, except for the bathroom, usually the kitchenette is open, also sometimes they'll enclose it, but it's basically everything in one room, and I find that so easy to maintain things, so when you think about veterans, you think about the homeless, you think about people that are very poor, unfortunately. Why not try to get them these studio apartments? That's why I love the idea of the tiny house, the tiny apartment. It's basically a studio apartment on land. Or basically, it's a studio apartment. Let's give them the amenities they need to live, but it doesn't have to be a five-bedroom house. We talked about this a lot in the tiny house episode. Studio apartment has all the amenities. It's supposed to have a stove. It's supposed to have the fridge. It's supposed to have the oven. It would be wonderful if it had a washer-dryer. That would be amazing. It's supposed to have the bathroom, a bed, and a couch. Giving them everything they want to be independent and a lockable door that's what I think a studio apartment is fascinating so whatever style works for you whatever independent and functional and works for you to be most occupational that's it I just wanted to give you a rundown of different styles and how I find them amazing very cool very awesome if we lived in Israel I would think about a garden apartment also by the way if we can't afford an uh, attached house because a, a, a standalone house which is common in America is not so common there again space wise got to fit a lot of people in the attached house is two houses attaching a wall that's really cool but very expensive in different areas but a garden apartment is basically the apartment that has the over there in Israel, it has the master bathroom, a regular bathroom, it has the kitchen, living room, dining room combination, couple of bedrooms, and it has a little outside area that has grass or fake grass. And I'm like, if we're going to move, we need to have grass. Our kids love to be outside. We need to have grass. Garden apartment might exists in America too, where you have some land that connects to your apartment. Such a cool thing. This has been OT Talk with Mr. T, and I'm your host, Mr. T.